Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy. Today, episode 28. A big week, big announcement from Spirit Aerosystems, a billion dollar investment, and a thousand jobs. That's the topic of our podcast, and that's the big story in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal. We will dive into that news for our state with Wichita Business Journal aviation reporter Daniel McCoy. Not only will we go over the details of that announcement, we'll let you know how we were able to get that story and those photos in the paper on deadline. Our goal with the podcast, as always, is to provide you with insight into the people, places, companies, and organizations that make up Wichita's important business community. Once again, we thank you for listening. There are some other things in the weekly edition of the Wichita Business Journal I want to tell you about. We feature a list on the area's top wealth managers. That's on page 10. We have pictures from last week's Millennial Summit and some information on what was discussed there and reaction from attendees, again with Daniel. Our list this week, MBA programs ranked by fall 2017 enrollment. There's been some movement on the list, and Josh Heck writes about getting an MBA online. That's on page 18. And we spend 10 minutes with entrepreneur Cassandra Bryan, founder of Cassandra Bryan Design. One topic, managing millennials. That's on page 23. A lot of recognizable company names in our lead section this week, EB Construction, Corporate Lodging Consultants, Anesthesia Solutions of Kansas, and Don Hatton Chevrolet. Check out notices of building permits, federal tax liens, new corporations, new lawsuits, and real estate transactions starting on page 20. We couldn't do the podcast without the support of our listeners and our sponsors. So as we always do, we say thank you to Brad Elliott and the folks at Equity Bank. Welcome to Biz Talk with Bill Roy of the Wichita Business Journal. Talking business, your business that is, is what Equity Bank's team of bankers does best. Visit us today at equitybank.com. The headline on Daniel's big story this week, Liftoff, Demand Propels Spirit Aerosystems to Major Local Jobs Initiative. We'll talk about how we got this story into the paper when we usually go to print at the time the press conference was happening, that in a few minutes. The Spirit Initiative was announced Wednesday, but it's a response to market conditions. The reason for the initiative has been evolving over the past few years. And Daniel, thanks for joining me. What led to Spirit making this announcement? It's really just growth across multiple platforms for the company. It's uh, commercial demand, uh, defense demand. There are some programs uh, helping drive that. Specifically uh, among those cited were the uh, 737, including the new MAX variant, which is an upgraded version of 737. A lot of people have probably flown on that. If you've ever flown Southwest, you've been on a 737. Um, The new MAX variant comes with new engines and some other upgrades, and It's been a big, important part of Boeing's strategic plan for the future. It's their fastest-selling ever aircraft. So Spirit is now building. They build the full fuselage and other components for that aircraft. It ends up being about 70% of every 737 is built by Spirit. So they're building now at the rate of 47 per month, which is well over double what they were building the 737 at uh, when the company was founded, uh, spun off from Boeing commercial airplanes in Wichita back in 05. So they've already had a huge capacity growth on that. Building at 47 
per month now. Boeing has already planned to go to 57 per month in 2019, and there's some talk that demand could push that even higher. There, there's some folks that I stay in touch with, some industry observers that say their their guess is Boeing's already planning for uh, 60 and above. So really, the decision that Spirit made is predicated on actions taken in Everett, Washington. Yeah, yeah. Boeing's their largest customer. And so, uh, you know, the old saying used to be uh, when when Boeing sneezes, Wichita catches a cold. <laughs> right. Um, same is true in reverse. When it's a good thing, when things are going good for Boeing, it, it, it means uh, good, good things for Spirit. Spirit's their largest individual supplier. Another Boeing program going well for them is the 787 Dreamliner. They build the complete forward fuse lodge here in Wichita all the way down to installing the avionics. It looks like a fully, it is a fully functional cockpit and everything by the time they ship it off. Um, that is being built at the rate of 12 per month now. Boeing's going to take that to 14 per month in 2019. That's a composite uh, aircraft, so it's kind of next generation manufacturing process. It's been a big program for Spirit. Um, also, defense is helping boost this a lot. They have a lot of new defense work, including the B-21 that Northrop uh, is building for the U.S. Air Force. Um, that was an important win. Uh, the company leadership has talked about how important that win is for their defense portfolio going forward. But they have a lot of other defense programs as well. You have um, defense variants of Boeing aircraft, like the tanker, for example, is right. built off the 767. Spirit has work on that. Um, then there are also some important uh, military helicopter programs. Uh, the CH-53K uh, is a big one, and also the 280 Valor for Bell Helicopters. So they've been diversifying their portfolio. They're seeing demand, defense, and commercially, and it's all just kind of coming together at the right place at the right time to, to necessitate this kind of expansion. Let's go over some of the nuts and bolts of this announcement, some of the numbers that they gave us. What does this uh, actually mean? In terms of jobs, they are talking about uh, a thousand jobs, and that'll actually come uh, pretty quickly. Um, uh, CEO Tom Gentile said Wednesday that they're looking to add probably about 800 new jobs in 2018, and then the other 200 making for that 1,000-job announcement, uh, the other 200 coming in 2019. So that'll push them to around 12,000 uh, local employees, which will be their, their largest employment total. There was also a big number when they talked about how much money they're going to invest in this. They are investing a uh, billion dollars, uh, capital investment, uh, including equipment, machinery, um, all kinds of things that they're going to have to bring in to meet these production increases and these new development programs. Um, they're getting some help from local government. Uh, both company leadership and local officials talked about this being a creative way of, of partnering together. What, what's happening is the city, county, and state are going to be involved in the construction of a new facility out there. We don't have too many details on that facility yet. Uh, Gentile said it'll be in the hundreds of thousands of square feet, and they're planning it to be kind of multi-use, so they can be everything from assembly to production to warehousing, all kinds of stuff. But uh, city, county, and state are going to build the facility. Um, county and state for sure in for $14.5 million. The state's still finalizing. Uh, Mayor Jeff Longwell uh, cited a total of $17 million once it's all said and done. Some of that money also goes to infrastructure around at Water Sewer, and they've worked real close with the city of Wichita recently as well on a big water treatment program out there at Spirit, so it kind of continues that partnership. Are these 
technically incentives? Uh, it depends on how you <laughs> define that. Right. Um, most people, I think, look at incentives as cash. And Spirit was up front. They've, they've gotten offers for cash for this kind of expansion in other states, in other communities. Um, they like Wichita. Obviously, they, they've got a vested interest here. Um, they're really big on the workforce here in town. Um, a part of this partnership with uh, local entities involves continuing technical training and things like that. So they feel like they have a good pipeline here where they can get the workers they need to meet that demand. Um, but with the with the uh, tax issue uh, struck down by voters a couple years ago, cash just isn't something that uh, the community seems willing to do so they're finding There's no appetite for that they're apparently not so right. they're trying to find new ways to sweeten the pot and and uh, be able to compete so this facility will actually be leased back to spirit our understanding is leased back to spirit over the next 20 years you alluded to it a second ago talking about competition uh, there may have been other communities that were interested in these jobs and gentilly tom gentilly the the ceo at spirit said that uh do we know if where that competition was or what it was well they didn't cite uh specific communities i mean there's always some that are going to you know naturally make sense texas uh florida south carolina a lot of places that already have aerospace and are trying to grow it um uh gentilly told me a story after the the press conference we were talking and he was they were at the paris air show and uh, he was meeting with, uh, he didn't say who, but it was the governor of another state. And Jerry Moran was there. And Jerry, our Senator Jerry Moran, right. had served with him at some point in the legislature. And, you know, Gentile said after the guy left, Jerry was kind of joking, like, don't ever let him in here again. <laughs> don't let him come and talk to you. Right. So uh, the air shows are a big place, I guess, the, you know, that they field interest, but uh, they're also getting called and, and, you know, other communities are making their interest known. So I think, you know, some of that uh, led to local and state officials trying to do what they could in terms of, of uh, making this an attractive spot to, to do this expansion. Of course, there's a long history here with Spirit and before that, Boeing commercial airplanes. There are a lot of facilities here, the workforce is here, but really what keeps Spirit in Wichita? Well, it's a combination of things. First, the logistics and cost of moving the operations they have here would be staggering. Right. Um, so, you know, that that's one consideration. But they, they do continually tout the workforce element, that they feel like in Wichita they have training partners, whether it's WATC for technical skills or, or area universities like Wichita State or Friends and Newman. Uh, Mr. Gentile referenced all of those. For engineering and accounting functions and right. things like that, they, they have a what they feel like – what they say, anyway, is a strong educational base, giving them uh, a workforce pipeline that uh, is is tough to match right. in another in another spot. So we're looking at eight hundred jobs the first year, two hundred the second year. Do we know what specifically they're looking for? For a lot of different things, a lot of this will be production work. Um, so a lot of those technical skills, uh, uh, you know, people on the assembly line. Um, but there'll be off also supporting functions as well. There will be, you know, 
new accountants and, and right. engineers and things like that. Um, so the bulk going towards production, but it'll be spread out uh, over kind of all operations just as they grow as a company uh, across all fields. Have you heard anything about maybe an average salary that these folks are looking at? Um, information from the state touted it as average salary of 56000 a year. So, you know, you crunch the numbers there, you figure that's a, a sizable economic impact because that that's money that spills out into spending in the community. And and one of the common things, and, and uh, uh, local officials were quick to, to mention it, um, they often cite the three-to-one multiplier effect. So for every one aviation job we create, we create three more in the community. So, uh, you know, in their estimation, this 1,000 jobs at Spirit creates another 3,000 jobs elsewhere in the community. So, Are they thinking that most of those other 3,000 jobs are going to be at suppliers to Spirit? Um, a lot of them will be, a lot, and that is another element of this, that... Uh, their local supply base is going to have to ramp up as well to keep up with the production increases and things like that. But it also comes uh, just, you know, kind of community-wide, you know, more people spending money at restaurants, so restaurants have to hire more people, right. uh, you know, things like that. So it won't all be uh, aviation field-related, but uh, there will be, I, I imagine, especially at some of their larger local suppliers, some some additional hiring. Did they talk about where we're going to get these folks? Well, that's, uh, again, a big part of the, the training aspect of this. And uh, I know uh, uh, President John Bardo out at Wichita State, um, their newly uh, formalized merger with uh, Wichita Area Technical College, they've been involved in this for, for a while in this project overall. So they are working on ways of filling that workforce pipeline. Um, they've had... Uh, success with programs already. They have the Wichita Promise Scholarship Program, and some of those programs come with guaranteed job interviews, and some of those are with Spirit. So one of the things that uh, Gentile said, you know, that is great about the education around here is they can specifically train the workers that Spirit needs in those functions, and they can really just hit the floor running. Um, they don't come in and need a lot of lag time in-house training or anything. They they have the skills they need when they get there. This isn't a story that you do just do the announcement and that's it. You've been doing other stories as well, looking specifically at the plans that Spirit has and how that impacts the business community, how that impacts Wichita. After the announcement, what's next for them? What's next for them is, uh, well, most immediately they're planning on breaking ground on this new facility in early uh, 2018. So that you, quick, yeah, few conceivably a few weeks off. Right. So that's a lot of construction jobs as well, obviously, and we'll hope to get more details on on the size of the building and and its exact uh, functions. Um, so that'll be happening soon. And then there'll be the hiring ramp up. I imagine that will start pretty early in 2018 as well, if they're going to fill 800 positions. Uh, so job fairs, uh, things like that. Uh, so that's probably where they're going to really hit the ground running, both in building this facility and, and, uh, cause they can't really move in a lot of the Inf uh, machinery and things like that till they get it built. Right. So they'll get started on that and they will start uh, ramping up on their hiring. So what was your Wednesday like? 
<laughs> uh, just stressful? A little busy. Just a little busy. It sort of happened Tuesday. We got word that there was going to be a big announcement, and we started working on this story, and we're having to figure out, okay, this is perhaps the biggest story of 2017, and we had another story that was scheduled to be on the front cover, and we tore that up. Uh, we still are covering the Millennial Summit inside, and that's another thing that you had to do, a story you had to do. But uh, we had to make the decision to say, okay, we've got to go with the story to have a presence uh, in the uh, weekly edition on, that comes out on Friday. So it was a little bit of work trying to get this done. It, it was pretty hectic. Yeah. We, had, <laughs> we did have some idea of what was coming um, with that announcement in terms of some of the numbers that might come out of that. Um, but we definitely, we wanted to give it the treatment it deserved, you know, at the announcement, uh, Jeff Fleur, the president of the Greater Wichita Partnership, who they were also involved with this, called this one of the, in economic development terms, one of the mega projects, um, and that there are only a handful of those around the country in any given year. And you talk about a billion dollars in investment, right. a thousand jobs, that's... That's a big story. Yeah. We wanted to make sure our readers knew what was going on uh, in the weekly edition on Friday. The announcement was scheduled for noon on Wednesday. That's usually the time that we send our paper to the printer to be printed. And so we had to figure out a way to get all that information, new information, into the paper. And I got to tell you, you guys, you did a great job. Brittany and Brian Horwath were at the... uh, at the uh, announcement and working together trying to get that information back to us. Sean Houston put together the uh, front page and and Bill Wilson added to things in the story. So it was yeah. a big day. Yeah. And, it was uh, a team effort. Right. For sure, to and get that uh, I'm just glad we were able to execute the plan that we had in, in place. And I'm, I'm proud of all you guys. We've written a lot about this announcement in the weekly edition and the digital edition at the Wichita Business Journal.com. Daniel's not done. He will continue to dig into the decision and what it means for Wichita and the Wichita business community. Stay tuned for that. Nice job, Daniel. Appreciate you being here. Thank you. Most bankers are good at banking talk. What you need is a banker who knows how to talk business. Your business, that is. I'm Andrew Cheney, commercial lender here at Equity Bank. If you've got plans to grow, we're ready to talk about your business. Visit equitybank.com. Well, that's it for Biz Talk with Bill Roy this week. I hope you'll go to our website and check out our Biz Talk with Bill Roy hub. You can connect with all our episodes there. If you like the podcast, let us know. If you have ideas for guests you'd like to hear from, please let me know that as well. Biz Talk with Bill Roy is a production of the Wichita Business Journal. On behalf of the great staff here, thanks for listening. Thanks to producer Brittany Showalter. And thanks very much to our sponsor, Equity Bank. Have a profitable week.